Episode number six of the Healthier Life podcast. Today's episode is my very first guest interview. I'm talking with my friend, faith-based personal trainer, Bree Smith, about the benefits of strength training for women and how you can get started making that an important part of your weekly exercise routine. We also chat about our mutual experiences living overseas and trying to keep fit when you're living in remote places. I know you're going to get a lot of helpful information from this interview, but before we dive in, I'd like to read the review of the week. This comes from B. Lowena in the UK. Five stars. What a lovely podcast. Catherine is encouraging, engaging and easy to listen to. The podcast is already benefiting many areas of my health as well as my family's. I look forward to tuning in each week. Thank you so much, B. Lowena, for your lovely review. And if you'd like to have the chance to get your review read out on the podcast, then please subscribe to the show and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and they mean so much to me. Before I introduce you to Brie, I would also love to encourage you to come over and join my free Facebook group that goes along with this show. It's called The Healthier Life Community, Health and Wellness Support for Christian Women. And you can find it at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash healthier life community and I'll put that link in the show notes. I would love to connect with you over there and have you join us. Okay so my guest this week is Brie Smith. Brie is a personal trainer who believes that physical fitness is an opportunity to bring glory to God. She became a Christian while in university in the US which led her to work with Wycliffe Bible translators as a linguist in Asia for four years. While serving overseas, she also fell in love with strength training. She became a certified personal trainer through NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, in 2020 and began training other women working in Asia. Teaching these women showed Brie that there is a great need for faith-based personal training. When her term with Wycliffe ended in the beginning of 2021, she transitioned from work overseas back to the US, where she now runs her business, Brie Smith Fit. Her business allows her to use her experience to help Christian women, both locally and around the world, become stronger and more energised in order to bring greater impact to all aspects of life. Before we start, just a quick disclaimer. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton. Let's get started. Bree Smith, welcome to the Healthier Life podcast. 
Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, So great to have you on the show. So we connected online um, a few months ago through our mutual interest and experience in missions, but we haven't actually connected in real life. Um, So tell us a little bit more about who you are and where you're from. Yeah, so I am from the U.S. and I'm in the U.S. right now. I'm from a really tiny town in Arkansas. Um, And now I'm living in Northwest Arkansas in a city called Fayetteville, which is absolutely beautiful, amazing outdoor culture, lots of mountain biking, hiking, and uh, so green. It's beautiful. I love it. Sounds sounds (laughs) wonderful. But you actually worked on language survey in Asia for a few years, didn't you? So, I mean, that sounds really fascinating. I love traveling and have experience living in other countries, too. So tell us a little bit more about how you got into that and what that experience was like for you. Yeah. So my official title was language surveyor. And it was such an amazing job. I did it between 2017 and then my four-year term ended this January. So I just came back to the States from Asia. And basically I am trained as a linguist. I got my bachelor's degree from university in linguistics. Absolutely loved it. And basically, well, I'll just really super briefly say what a surveyor does. So our job, my job was to do research among different language groups across the country that I lived in. So let's say that an organization wants to do some kind of material development in a small language somewhere in Asia. They want to know, you know, should we even include that language? Like, is it worth putting all of this money and time into our people speaking the language? Are they starting to shift to a larger, like a national language, something like that? And so my job was to go in and answer those kind of questions. So we'd get to do all of these research tools, do lots of interviews and get the community members together and basically get an understanding for who's speaking the language, where all is it spoken? uh, Is it similar to another dialect or another related language so much that they could share materials, kind of things like that. And it was incredible because not only did I get to go to some really remote places in the world that even people from that country don't know exist, but I got to have interviews with people about their language who maybe have never been asked their opinion in their entire life. And we get to come in and say, you, I want to talk to you and your thoughts about your language are important. We're going to write it down. We're going to put it on the internet and be able to share it with people like it's going to contribute to something really important. So I kind of realized that a lot of my job was about empowering people, which was not why I got into the work, but it was amazing. By the end of it, it was my favorite part. That's so brilliant. So you must be living, like you said, in some very remote places in sort of going around villages and living with people who live quite basic lives. So I'm guessing there weren't a lot of amenities around and and yet now you're a personal trainer so (laughs) how on earth did you get into that and and how did that come about yeah that was like a sharp left turn I really had well I would have had no idea like even five years ago that I would be doing this um I I did I have a background in fitness. Like I didn't grow up doing sports or anything, but I always was kind of in love with the idea of fitness and kind of was waiting around when I was younger to 
find something that really fit me, you know, like I thought it was going to be just some kind of magic transition or something, but I used to run half marathons. Like when I was in college, that was kind of my thing. And, you know, and I would do yoga or Pilates. I did a lot of spin classes. So I wasn't totally unschooled when it came to moving my body. But then when I moved to Asia and I was like, oh, well, obviously I'm going to start running again. So I start running, but the pollution was so bad where I lived that I would go out and come back and just cough and cough for the entire day. It's like, you know, at some point the health benefits are kind of starting to get degraded <laughs> by the fact that I am breathing in really terrible air. Yeah. Funny, so, funny story on, on the running, because I love running as well. And um uh-huh. I've I've since since coming back from Russia, I've done a few half marathons too. But when I was in Russia, I, I knew that I couldn't go running. For one thing, we lived in a little village um, with, you know, uh, people who were from a different kind of religion where it would have been a mm. bit frowned upon to see a woman running right. around the village. Um, and then in the main town, um, I had a, an American friend of mine who also loved running. And every time that she would go running in the main park, she'd just get chased by these huge packs of stray dogs. Oh there were stray gosh. dogs everywhere. So <laughs> that didn't really work out for her either. <laughs> that is true. I did get chased a few times by dogs, but I didn't even factor that into a difficulty. <laughs> That's so true, though. Yeah, there's uh, all sorts of things that you don't think about. You know, you're like, of course, mm-hmm. I'll go running. This will be easy all I need are shoes. And then you're like, Ooh, okay. First of all, none of the shoes here are in my size. I can't buy any new shoes. And, uh, yeah, great. I was pretty much at the point where I was like, I need to find something else, some other way to move my body. Because of course, like if you're moving cross culturally, then you're in such a high stress situation anyway. So all of your coping mechanisms, good or bad are totally up. Right. I was eating a lot of Oreos. That was like my reward for anything hard that I did. And I got to the point where I was like, Brie, you got to stop eating entire packs of Oreos because every single day is hard. Like you're moving to a new culture. This is not sustainable long-term. Like you need to figure out something else to do. So, (laughs) so it wasn't immediate, but eventually a couple of my friends, because I was living in a big city they invited me to come to their gym with them and they were doing powerlifting, which is strength training, but you're like figuring out how much weight can I lift for one rep basically is what you're training for, like max power output. And I had no idea about any strength training at all. I had no background, but I got to go to the gym with them. I got to hang out with my friends and they, I'm lucky, lucky that they introduced me to this and could tell me basic, basically how to move in that way. And then I think I ended up buying a 10 week basic strength training guide off the internet. Like it, you know, gave you workouts, which I could not necessarily recommend because you have to be careful about who you buy stuff from on the internet. They're (laughs) even certified to be giving you that information, (laughs) but um, luckily it worked out. Okay. Brilliant. And you found strength training when you were out in Asia. And then um, when you came back to the US, you felt like you wanted to get certified in it. Is that right? Yeah, I actually got certified my last year living in Asia, which worked out great in terms of the pandemic and our work with being able to go out to villages and do research really slowed down. So it gave me something really important to do. 
and I was certified in mid 2020. And basically I never thought that I was going to actually work as a trainer. I just was like, Oh, well, I'll just buy this course. It's um, I was certified through NASM, which is the national Academy of sports medicine. And it's a well-respected certifying body. And I was like, well, I don't have to work as a trainer. I'll just do the course and it'll really help how I train. Cause at that point I was full on, obviously like absolutely in love with it. I was so excited for the fact that instead of like, I still love running, but when you're running or doing anything, that kind of exercise, you're kind of focused more on how can I take something away from this? How can I shave a few minutes off of my pace? How can I, you know, should I lose a little bit of weight so I can run faster? Like you're kind of trying to hem yourself in a little bit. Whereas strength training, I realized is like, what can I add to this? Mm. How many more reps can I get? How many, how much more weight can I lift off of the floor? And that was really empowering. So it's like, I want to be able to do more of that. So, but by the time that I did the whole certification course, I realized that this is really complex and not everyone wants to do this in their free time, right? (laughs) Just study anatomy and energy systems for hours. So maybe I kind of, like, if I really love this, I kind of owe it to the people around me to be able to also teach them this because you wouldn't automatically know a lot of this information. Mm -hmm. So it kind of snuck up on me to the point where when I came back in January, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll go and get a PhD in linguistics. Maybe I'll go back to Asia and work more. And then gradually I just, I had a whole retreat out in the woods. You know, I was praying, I was asking a lot of people what they thought about this and eventually just came to this realization or just kind of confidence that this would be time well spent to just become a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. and to help give women the same kind of empowered feeling that I had gotten from yeah, going to the gym. So that's so great. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how your personal training business looks now. So do you do a lot of it online or do you have um, sort of in-person clients? How does it work? Yeah, it's kind of split down the middle. Actually, I have some clients who are online, so I am able to meet with them one-on-one for kind of check-ins every month. And then the other days of the month, then I have a certain program that I've designed specifically for them that they have access to on an app. And then they're able to work out whenever, wherever, and then we check in and they can send me videos. You know, if they're like, I'm, I'm not sure about how this form feels. Am I doing it right? They can send me form videos and I can check it back Mm -hmm. immediately. So that works really well. And then I also am able to train women here in Northwest Arkansas, which is really fun. And I love that kind of split too, because it's great to have in-person people, Mm -hmm. you know, you can build off of each other's energy, get to really see how their body's moving that day, but also great to not totally be limited by that. Mm -hmm. I mean, since we have overseas experience, right? We know how important it is to be able to yeah. meet with people all around the world. Absolutely. Like a lot of meetings are international. Exactly. Our meeting is international. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And in fact, you still have quite a passion for helping missionaries as well with their fitness. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your passion and your purpose in that area. Yeah, absolutely. So 
missionaries were the first people that I ever trained. We were in the middle of lockdown and I very thankfully had an entire gym on my balcony outside. And so when I got, got, (laughs) I know it was a squat rack. I had 120 (laughs) kilos of weight and a 17 kilo barbell. And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Unfortunately, it was right above my landlord's bedroom. So I had to be super careful (laughs) about like, don't drop any weight, don't jump, you know, (laughs) but yeah, it was awesome. So I had this amazing setup and I just gotten certified and I was like, well, I need practice. Who am I going to train? Of course, I started having my friends come and I was training them and all of my friends were also missionaries. So I got to, yeah, kind of get a really be able to understand some of their unique challenges too, that maybe I hadn't thought about Mm -hmm. when I had been rushing into strength training. So I realized that even though these, and they were all, they all happened to be women, but like, even though these women had these really great resources for spiritual health and for emotional health, like they were able, you know, we're able to get counseling and stuff like that for really great price. There wasn't really anybody telling them how important your physical health and well-being is when we're talking about the broader perspective of doing ministry. So yeah, that, that's and so that was key. a need. Yeah absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And like, it's an intense environment to be living overseas or cross-culturally. So, you know, oh, maybe you're working constantly because if you work for an NGO or a, a nonprofit organization, then there's always more work than you can ever do. And maybe, you know, you're a mom and your husband is going out on field work and doing linguistic research for a month at a time and you're stuck in this cross-cultural place with all of your kids, you know, so and it's really often easy there to aren't think. the resources either. You know, there's not the class Absolutely you can not. go to, the swimming yeah. pool down the street, you know, the, right. the gym that you can sign up for. It's just not there in many cases. Right. I mean, obviously, if you're living in a large city, then you can. But for a lot of people, they're out in more remote villages and just don't have access to these kinds of resources. Totally, totally. So It was just, I realized how good it felt to be able to tell them that they're allowed to invest in their physical health. And like I've heard you say, and I totally agree with like that, of course it impacts the rest of your life. Like if you want to be able to have enough energy to really do the job that you came there to do, then it really helps to have a body that's not dragging you down the entire time yeah I think that's so So that was amazing yeah Yeah. and even though I'm back in the states I still think that it's really important to pour into the missions community Mm -hmm. so I have I'm right now I'm able to do like a special rate for people who are actively working in ministry and hopefully I'll be able to expand on that as well but yeah I love it yeah great Okay, so for everyone listening, I'd love you to dive more into the topic of physical exercise and in particular strength training. And maybe just for people who maybe don't know, what exactly is strength training and why do you think it's important for women to be doing it? Yeah, okay, so love this topic. I will try to keep it succinct though. First of all, there's a lot of terms out there that you'll probably hear revolving around strength training like resistance training, lifting, weight training. I kind of use all of them, but 
probably strength training would be the one that I use the most often. So basically what I'm talking about here would be the use of any outside force to produce resistance against your body with the goal being that your muscles become stronger. And basically the next time that you need to work against that resistance, your body will be able to handle it with less and less strain and you're able to lift more weight or, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking weight, we're talking resistance band. Like it doesn't really, I don't, I don't and, care if you're lifting and it a could bag be of your rice. own body as well. Couldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Of course, like we'll get it more into this later, but the more resistance that you're lifting against, so not just body weight, but in addition to body weight is going to ultimately mean that you're getting stronger and stronger. So at some point your body weight is, might not be enough if you go far enough, but if we're just starting out, body weight is perfect. Built-in weight. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So you're Um, saying that we should be looking to increase that gradually as we keep doing it. If I could get more women to start lifting heavier weights, I will be so happy. So what are the benefits? Why, why do you think women should be doing this? So for us in particular, lifting heavy things, and of course, heavy things is different for every individual woman, but we have to really think about our female physiology in terms of our muscle mass, so our lean tissue mass, and then also our bone mass, because as we get older, we, we're not talking like our female physiology is made to start losing our bone mass and our lean tissue. And so the more that you can build up in those things earlier in life, the more that you have stored in the bank that you can start drawing on as you get older. And, and I'm, I'll just offer the caveat that if you're already perimenopausal, it doesn't mean that, Oh no, I've, I'm too late. I can't add any muscle or, you know, you still can, it's going to be a little bit harder, but you totally still have that ability. But earlier in life is always better. Yeah. And the second best option is to start right now. Right. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, I just read one study actually that it was saying that 65% of women between the age of 74 and 84 couldn't lift 10 pounds, which would be four and a half kilos. So okay. we're talking like that's you carrying two plates of food to the dinner table. Oh, wow. Right. So um, I don't want to scare anybody by that statistic, but it is, I think, really helpful to be able to visualize. So, like, we're not talking about the need to be able to lift a car over your head, but we are talking about just basic, like being able to function comfortably as you get older. So lifting heavy ends up being very handy, like not just aesthetically (laughs) or anything, but it'll keep working as the years go on. That's great. So what are your thoughts on cardio then? So is it possible that women are just overdoing the cardio and not seeing results from that when what they should be doing is actually more strength training? Yeah, I think that does tend to be the trend that I'm seeing. Um, I won't hate on cardio because if you want to be well-rounded and athletic, then of course you don't, you want to make sure that your heart and lungs are working efficiently, right? Um, And even, so the American Heart Association recommends 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic exercise is what they say, or 75 minutes of high intensity 
And I did check and the NHS guidelines are the same for that. <laughs> um, nice. But that's basically like challenging, you know, you're taking a walk and your heart rate is up high enough that you can still talk, but you're probably not going to be discussing theology very comfortably at that point. Right. So cardio is important, but um, I definitely do think that women in particular, we can get stuck only doing cardio. And I totally understand that because when I started going to the gym in college, I got on an elliptical, I got on a treadmill and then I stayed there for three years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so if you're doing it, it kind of depends on like what your goal is for your body. So if you're doing cardio for hours and hours every week, because you think that that's the best way to burn calories, or it'll give you good muscle definition, that's kind of where I want to caution you that Mm -hmm. probably what you're actually looking for is strength training. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting because I think so many women just kind of beat themselves up, you know, at the gym, like on the running machine, or um, yeah. they're just doing all this cardio workout because they want to lose weight and they think that that's the best way to burn the calories. But right. actually, it's not, is it? I remember when I uh, trained for my very first half marathon, it was a year after my um, fourth uh, child was born and I wanted to get rid of the baby weight. And, you know, training for a half marathon isn't like nothing, you know, th- there's a lot of work <laughs> that goes into that. And then, yeah, I was kind of yeah, I enjoyed it and I, I ran for other reasons than just wanting to lose weight but at the end of it I hadn't lost a single pound I mean I had not lost yeah. any weight my body had so had kind of compensated for the calories mm-hmm. that I was burning up you know without me even realizing it so it's not necessarily the best thing to be doing you know if, if you're just wanting to to lose a little bit of weight and to burn calories like but like you said yeah. cardio is amazing for other reasons for heart health and, and all those other good reasons Yeah. And I think that often there's this perception that you like, if you want to lose any weight or you want to look a little bit toned, then cardio burns more calories for the time that you're moving than strength training does. Right. And that's technically true most of the time, but when you're doing strength training, your heart rate stays elevated for longer after your session than cardio does. And also you're building lean muscle mass that is going to use up more energy. So you're able to eat a little bit more while still having healthy metabolism basically. Mm -hmm. And, and I will say also that just our bodies are really, really good at adapting. Like they are incredible, whatever stress that we put them under, they eventually wise up to what we're doing and they figure out how to raised to the level of that stress. So if you're relying totally on steady state cardio, so let's say you're walking on the treadmill for 30 minutes a day, then your body starts to understand what it's doing. So then it starts, your body wises up to what you're doing and it doesn't need to use up as much energy Mm. doing that same activity. So you have to to start. Yeah. 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 So you if you want to keep burning the same amount of calories, you have to walk longer and longer. And at what point do you decide, I don't want to keep doing this, you know, to gradually build up to doing this for hours a day. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then in terms of sort of women and men, because when you're thinking about strength training, you kind of, I I guess the picture tends to be kind of these butch men at the gym, like, you know, lifting these massive barbells. Um, do women need to train a little bit differently to men when it comes to strength training? I'm guessing that they do. 
Yeah, I would say not in terms of the style of your workout. So you can do the same moves as the guys at the gym. That's fine. If that makes you happy, you can totally do it. No fear of that. But in terms of intensity, I would say yes. So that all depends on our female hormones. And even if you're menopausal and you don't have, you know, you don't think, oh, I don't have female hormones anymore. They're still playing a role in that. But let's say that you are still having, you still have a cycle, you know, you still, you know, when your hormones are changing throughout the month, right? And because of our bodies, our female hormones make us basically have a different body every single day of the month. Mm -hmm. So depending on what phase of your cycle you're in kind of can play a role in how you want to come at your movement for that day or your strength. I think that's such a fascinating area, actually, the the cycling aspect, the fact that we're as women, we have cycles and therefore, you know, that actually plays into the way that we can live our life and move and do exercise. And we we don't often think about that, do we? Yeah. I've just gotten into that recently. I started tracking my cycles and I track some of my clients as well, which is so cool. So we're using, I'm not I have nothing to do with this app, but I use an app called wild.ai and it's so cool because you can track all of your symptoms and it generally like gives you a chart of, okay, so this day, if you're going to the gym, you should not lift heavy weight and just focus on technique, or you can go more for endurance. So let's say do 15 reps of lower weight versus eight reps of a way higher weight, because if depending on how your hormones are doing, that affects your balance. It affects Mm -hmm. your joint elasticity. So you might hurt yourself or maybe you're stronger that day and you can really push out the power. But I think it's really actually, I keep saying empowering, but it is, it's empowering to feel like you're actually working with your body versus, versus thinking, oh, well, I can do all of the same stuff that the guys are doing. And, you know, and then you hit a wall five days before your period starts. And you're like, I don't understand what's wrong. Am I lazy? Did I not sleep enough? What's happening? And that's just what your body needs to do that day because your progesterone, one of your female hormones is higher and your estrogen is lower and that puts extra stress on your body, you know? So why, why fight against it? Right. Like why not work with it? So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic that we could probably get into another time on another (laughs) podcast. Um, so you've mentioned a few times about, um, perimenopause and, and menopause and, how things change for women. And I know that you're a lot younger than me. So maybe this isn't an issue for you yet, but certainly for me, I'm definitely in the perimenopause stage. How does that change the way that we work out as we kind of go through those stages as women? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talking about perimenopausal. So if you're perimenopausal, it's a great time to actually start upping the weights that you're lifting. So as we've already talked about, the older that you get, then your muscle mass starts to diminish and cardio is not going to give you the same benefits towards building your muscle mass that strength training will. That's just, they've done plenty of studies about that. That's just the, that's just how it goes. It doesn't mean that if you don't enjoy, you know, if you enjoy running, make time for that, do what you enjoy. Don't force yourself into something that you hate. That's not sustainable either, but 
um, this is a really, really important time to be working on muscle mass as well. And this is the case, of course, like I'm 29 and my bone mass is peaked pretty much. So at this point, like once I get into my early thirties, it's going to start slowly diminishing. Okay. That makes um, me feel great. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lot older than 29. <laughs> but that's okay. Right. Like there's always like our bodies are smart. They're able yeah. to compensate in really amazing ways. But so I don't want to like make any, I don't want to make you, I don't want to make your listeners <laughs> feel at the end of this, that there's no hope. I'd say you can always build strength. Yeah. Um, you know, recently, if you are, sorry, recently, oops. now that all my kids are in school for the first time ever, um, I actually signed up to the local gym, which I'm so excited about. Woohoo! So I've not had a chance to do that before because I've always had kids at home because I've been homeschooling. Um, and I actually really enjoy it. So I, I now go twice a week to, you know, to the gym um, to do the strength training. And I, I've only Yay. been going for like three or four weeks, but already I can see progress. I can see that I'm yes. just putting, you know, the little extra weight, you know, I can sort of get a little bit heavier now. Yes. And then um, I just feel a little bit more toned up and that that's really exciting. And I'm really enjoying that. I oh. am still running and doing some of the cardio stuff yeah. too, but just being able to add in that strength training um, is something that I've been really, really looking forward to for a long time. Oh, that's so great. I love that. So, so what would you recommend for someone who maybe like me has just started out with strength training for the first time or who is interested in uh, a gym membership and looking to make a start with weights? Yeah. Okay. So first thing that I always tell people, because man, I see this, I see this in myself. I see this in women that I get to train. We can feel guilty about anything. I feel guilty about feeling guilty. I don't want when you're starting to strength train, I don't want you to feel guilty. So when you're really starting to like figure out how, how do I move my body? I always say to give yourself permission to experiment with different ways of movement. So I've tried to force myself into way too many spaces where I just, it didn't fit my personality. And I was like, well, you know, if I do yoga enough times, I'll love it. I still don't love yoga. I wish I did. I try, but that's not going to be my main way that I move my body. Um, so give yourself permission to try, try out a bunch of different, you know, do kickboxing, do powerlifting, do all of these things, and then figure out how does this match my lifestyle? How does this match my personality? You don't have to keep stick it out indefinitely. It doesn't have to become part of your identity immediately. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Also, I would say, I mean, honestly, hire a coach. I know, I know I'm a personal trainer. This is my job. And you're like, Oh, she's just, she's just trying to get business. I would love business, but more than that, there's a reason that I started that I transitioned away from being a linguist to being a personal trainer. Because when I started out, I didn't, I wasn't like actually meeting with a coach. Nobody who was actually trained was helping me. And I had ran up against some limitations because of that. I have a shoulder that's messed up <laughs> and I'm still dealing with that. I have to meet with a physio every week to be able to correct that. So I'm really hyper aware of seeing how people's bodies move. So if it's at all possible, hire a coach, definitely, even if you can't afford to hire a coach, then ask for help from somebody who really you think knows what they're talking about. Yeah. 
That's, ask for help really yeah important. when I when I joined the gym actually I, I booked in a session just to be taken around and shown exactly how each machine works so that I knew and I got so many good tips from that about um things that I wouldn't have otherwise known and I would have been doing it wrong and maybe you know like you said causing stress in the wrong places which could have led to you know certain injuries and so on so it's really important to know that you're lifting correctly that you've got the correct form yes because you don't want to injure yourself do you right right and I think how our society is based now like so much of it we sit a lot of the day and you know maybe you're holding a phone so you're one of your arms is constantly flexed that changes how your body moves like it picks up those patterns and that means that sometimes when you're exercising you're trying to build strength then your body's already compensated it's already picked up some bad habits so being able to fix some of those things making sure that you're able to move efficiently from the start is super helpful Mm -hmm. long term so Yeah, very true. So is there anything else that you would like to say to my listeners to encourage them with their physical exercise habits? Yeah. Okay. So my biggest thing for you is to give yourself permission to go slowly. This is what I learned with strength training. I think this is why it really stuck for me. Whereas all the, all the years that I kind of spent like, Oh, well, I I ran for a little bit. I did spin and, you know, always expected that those things were going to suddenly change my life. And I was going to be this amazing fit girl, you know, everyone would ask her opinion about things and stuff. But I think ultimately what really works is just introducing small habits and building on them when those feel sustainable. So don't try to overhaul your entire life. Like if you're trying to go to the gym and you're super frustrated that you haven't been able to maintain this as a habit yet, just do something so tiny that you can't fail. Like even Mm -hmm. on your worst days, like let's say you want to go to the gym, but for the first two weeks of this, all you're doing is putting on your gym shoes. Like don't try to even walk out the door. All you're doing is putting on your gym shoes. (laughs) And if you do that, then you have succeeded at your goal. And then eventually when that, like, you don't even have to think about it, start going out of the door and start, you know, build off off of that habit, do only a couple reps at the gym, (laughs) some, you know, just make it super small. Yeah. Yeah. And give yourself some kind of way to celebrate when you do those things, because positive reinforcement is not just for your kids, right? Like it works so well to create those new healthy habits with your brain. So give yourself a literal pat on the back. I don't care if you put your arm up in the air and are like, woohoo, do whatever you need to do. That'll make you feel like you've done something important. So yeah, that's so great. Celebrate your wins. Definitely. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, it's been so great to talk to you today. Thank you so much, Bree. Where can people find out uh, if they want to know more about you and the work that you do as a physical trainer? Where can they go? Yeah. So I am most active over on my Instagram page, which is Bree Smith fit. And you can always send me a message there. Um, I also have a website that uh, has plenty of ways to find me, but that's breesmithfit.com. And if you have any questions there, like I'm always able to answer any messages that you're, that you send me. I love, I love, I'm passionate about this. So even if you're like, oh no, I can't afford a trainer, but I really want to know about this. Like 
that's part of what I love doing in this world. So go ahead and send me a message. Oh, and I offer, I do free 30 minute consults too. So like, even if you just have questions, like you could schedule a call and I'm still happy to talk. Wonderful. Thank you. I'll put those links in the show notes. I think you also have um, a little offer for my listeners as well. I sure do. Yeah. So if you reach out to me, you're interested in training and you mention that you found me on Catherine's podcast, then I will give you 20% off your first month of training. So that's online, in person, doesn't matter. Just let me know and we can talk about it more. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for that (laughs) offer. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Free. It's been a delight to talk to you today and enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, thanks. It's been a blast. Hey, quickly, before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way, more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.